Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Now, this intro is called Rise of the King. And since men, we look at you as kings, I thought this would be so appropriate for my fantastic Fellas Friday. So, fellas, Rise of the King is dedicated to you, and I hope you guys enjoy this fantastic Fellow Friday episode. Today happens to be our 100th episode on this fantastic Fellows Friday. And since the Friday theme song is called Rise of the King, and we are still dealing with a pandemic, I thought it would be appropriate to celebrate the 100th episode with two people who are in powerful positions. They're not kings, but they are in powerful positions. And that would be the current president of the United States, Joe Biden, and Prince Harry. And the reason why I want to put them together, because right now they are both working very hard to get people vaccinated for the vaccine for the COVID-19. Now, one thing I want to say at the very beginning is my disclaimer. I am not, and I will say it again, I am not telling people what to do regarding their bodies and the vaccine. I know a lot of people aren't trusting the vaccine. I know a lot of people will never get the vaccine. But what I am doing is just giving you information because there seems to be a lot of disinformation out there about the vaccine. Yes, I was very leery about getting the vaccine, but with a lot of people in my family in the healthcare industry, as well as my own research, and if you go back a couple of months, you will see an episode I did on Dr. Kizzy, who was the African-American doctor who created the vaccine. And you will see a lot of people, and I intentionally went to uh, different audio with African-American people getting the vaccine and talking about their experience, their experiences. And the reason why I did that is because I want my community of color to at least consider the vaccine. I did get the vaccine. I got the Pfizer one and two shot and I felt fine. I, I was a little sleepy. I'm going to admit that, but I, I've been feeling fine. It's been a month. And as I said, my disclaimer, I am not trying to tell you or even convince you to get the vaccine, but I do want you to hear the information. And so when I turned on the TV and you know, I'm always flipping through channels I don't know how I didn't know about what was called the Vax Live concert event, and it was entitled Bringing the World Together. I was really impressed with some of the things I saw. Now, I did not, of course, record the whole thing for you all to listen to. I actually just want you all to listen to what Prince Harry says. And also, I thought it was really cool, uh, some of the performances. So I want you guys to listen to her and I thought it was amazing how she got all these students that are playing guitars and she played with them. And you guys might want to go see that video. 
And then I'm going to also play something regarding uh, President Biden. And he decided to meet with six of the Republican governors to try to convince them to uh, encourage people to get the vaccine. Now, the funny thing is one of the governors went even an extra step out of the six. He is the governor of Ohio. He's a Republican governor of Ohio, and he's encouraging his people to get the vaccine and to be in a like lottery type drawing after you got the vaccine to get a million dollars. Oh my goodness! And I'm gonna play. I'm I'm gonna play some um, audio of an interview that he did when people were asking him, "Was he crazy? That is a lot of money." And trust me. The way people are needing uh, financial help, I think that might be a good thing. But I'm not going to lie. A million dollars is a lot of money. I think people would have did it for a thousand. But bravo to the governor of Ohio. So the purpose of this 100th episode is just to give you guys some information about the vaccine. And if the information encourages you to get it, that's fine. And if the information makes you say, no way, I'm not getting it, that's fine as well. I just am always the person that likes to give out information and be a bridge. So uh, we're going to open up first with Prince Harry and his initiative at Vax Live of uh, just trying to. And as it's, as I said, the title is Vax Live. That was the concert. But the point and the subtitle was uh, Reuniting the World. Because in all honesty, I was on vacation last week. And I was down in Florida and I was actually, I guess I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was actually surprised how so many people were walking around unmasked. And that doesn't necessarily mean they got the vaccine. And if I'm not mistaken, Florida is one of the states that don't really care about the rules. And um, so I was feeling really fortunate that I had both shots already and I was still masked up and social distancing. But I was very surprised of percentage wise how many people were not wearing masks. And also, I am a traveler. I like to travel internationally, and I'm ready to get back out there and, and do some vacationing outside of America. So that's one of the reasons why I got the vaccine. And a lot of companies are going to be having their employees come back to work. And I know that a lot of employees that I work with will not get the vaccine. So I'm just trying to double protect myself. And as I said, this is not trying to encourage you. I'm just trying to give you information. So I hope this fantastic fellow Friday, which is our special episode of 100, our 100th episode, and our theme song, as I said, is Rise of the King. So we have a president and a prince that we're going to honor today. Lockdown. Geared up. Converted convention centers into hospitals. This used to be our auditorium. This is the fish. Our screens became classrooms, became wedding chapels, became nightclubs. <laughs> We've graduated in our driveways, broken down in our bedrooms, tried to stay sane, tried to be brave, danced it out. And for the first time, when someone asks, how are you guys holding up? We tell the truth. It's really hard to take. <laughs> We've grieved. Breathed. And kept on going. Because we know, one day, it will be safe to hug again. To go to work again. 
to go on first dates and get on airplanes and blow out birthday candles. And even when hope feels hard to come by, we know the world is worth waiting for. Please welcome Backslide Campaign Chair, Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex. There's a celebration of each of you here, the vaccinated frontline workers in the audience, and the millions of frontline heroes around the world are also coming together because this pandemic will not end unless we act collectively with an unprecedented commitment to our shared humanity. The vaccine must be distributed to everyone, everywhere. We cannot rest or truly recover until there is fair distribution to every corner of the world. None of us should be comfortable with thinking that we can be fine when so many others are suffering. In reality, when any suffer, we all suffer. And tonight, we stand in solidarity with the millions of families across India who are battling a devastating second wave. My country, India, is battling with the sudden surge of the second wave of COVID-19. As a global citizen, I appeal to all global citizens to rise up, speak to your governments, your pharmaceutical companies, and ask them to donate, to give, to extend a helping hand to the public that needs it the most. Please welcome your host for the evening, Selena Gomez. Hi everyone, are you having a good night? This is Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world. If we didn't know before the pandemic, we know it now. We are all sharing one experience and we have to rely on each other. And no one has been more reliable than the brave people in our audience tonight. Essential and frontline workers like nurses, paramedics, postal employees, and teachers. Many of us got to stay home. You didn't have a choice, and you set an example for all of us. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't underestimate the urgency of this moment and want to get everyone on the planet vaccinated. That's why I've been calling on leaders from governments like Spain and France and companies like Cisco and P&G to donate funds for vaccines. And I'm very happy to report Cisco and P&G each contributing an incredible $5 million to the effort. To kick things off is an incredible Grammy and Oscar-winning artist, and she brought along music students from the Los Angeles Unified Fender Play Guitar Program. Please welcome her. I just want to know what it feels like to be the 
here's a message from President Joe Biden and his wife, Dr. Biden. And we're going to hear a different message outside of Vax Live, but I wanted you to just hear him as he spoke at Vax Live. Birthdays, graduations, all the milestones we've missed and the simple pleasures we've had to forego to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. But these moments, meeting your newborn grandchild or holding a loved one's hand through a hard time, gathering with friends or smiling at a stranger without wearing a mask. When you get vaccinated, you don't have to miss them any longer. You know, we can't let up now. The vaccines are safe. I promise you they're safe. They work. Everybody in America, 16 years old and older, is now eligible to get vaccinated for free now. And we're working with leaders around the world to share more vaccines and boost production to make sure every country has the vaccines they need. And if we can get this done, we won't have to miss another moment. So go get your vaccine and help all of us get back to the lives and the people we love. We can do this. We really can. So thank you. God bless you. Get vaccinated and safe. Now, I have to admit, I was curious for those who have insurance, as such as myself, they ask for all my insurance information, but I keep hearing that they're free. But those with insurance, they're charging their insurance company. So I kind of thought that was interesting. That's just my opinion on that one. Now, here's Oprah Winfrey. Also, this is at Vax Live. This is Dr. Jong, who in record time mapped the COVID-19 genome sequence and posted it online. This is Dr. Kismikia Corbett, one of a global network of peers who have studied coronaviruses for years upon years. As soon as we got that sequence, I said to myself, it's go time. Coronaviruses have proteins on their surface that are called spikes. So if you can trick your body to think that it's infected by just giving your body that spike protein, then you can create immunity to it. Picture a wanted poster for an outlaw named Spike. The minute he walks through the door, everyone knows who he is and kicks that Spike down to the floor. I mean, I've heard worse metaphors. This is Dr. Terechi and Dr. Sahin, whose decades of work on the immune system was one of the key components that led to one of those aha moments. It felt as an absolute beauty to develop a vaccine at last week. So can all people like us, immune system, whisper us? This is Jennifer Haller, a mother of two. Moxie, she's got. She rolled up her sleeves to get the very first shot. Global production ramped up to double time because double time was the only time and the miracle started to move. This is Jennifer Ramon, who worked day after day with kindness and grace and could see the relief on face after face. And I see the people just break into tears and... It, it just warms my heart. So how did we get here so fast? Because there are no miracles without miracle workers. Because this is a race against time, not against each other. Because this is our shot. This is our race to save the world. I agree with Oprah. I think it was really cool that they used her to kind of introduce people. And as you heard Dr. Kizzy talk about it, Remember, she is the one that invented the vaccine, and she is a very dynamic young African-American doctor. 
And if you want to do research on her, definitely do that. Or you can just listen to my podcast episode where I focused on her. And I was just very glad to see that Oprah was talking to different doctors and their experiences. And you heard the one woman say how you could see the relief on people's uh, face when they did get the vaccine. Once again, we have Prince Harry trying to relate to people who are confused or not sure about the vaccines. And I want you to just listen to what he says to the audience. I understand why people are confused or sometimes don't know what to think or believe about vaccines. We are experiencing a viral pandemic alongside a digital pandemic. And much like the virus, there are no borders online. So when vaccine misinformation and disinformation spreads, magnified on social media and in parts of traditional media, it exposes a collective threat to humanity. As long as nations struggle with COVID-19, we all struggle with it. One place where this is being felt more than most right now is South Africa. Please welcome Nomzamo Mbata. It is so hard not being emotional seeing everyone in scrubs. Can I hear a scream, everyone? So many. Life and a return to the things we love is coming back. But across the African continent, only 1% of people have received a vaccine. In the United States, just last week, 15 million doses were administered. Yet in my home country, South Africa, a nation of almost 60 million people, it was only 10,000 doses. Now, many in Africa might not get a vaccine until 2023. That's two years from now, and it is simply unacceptable. The spirit is in us all to rally together and demand that no one, wherever they are born, is left behind. Although situated across the street from one of the few vaccination sites currently in South Africa, this hospital in Soweto remains fairly quiet as they eagerly await the widespread availability of the vaccine. I'm here with Bui Korsi, an ENA nurse. Bui, what are your hopes for the future? I dream of a day where I would see South Africans in queues waiting for their doses to get vaccinated. And that will be a dream come true for South Africans. Everybody gathering for a blessing after so long for us to be in a room with 20, 30,000 people. We didn't know we would ever have this again. We are thankful for this moment. On three, one, two, three. Wow. Listen to that. She said that only 1% of Africa has received a vaccine. And it could take up to two years, 2023, for a lot of them to get the vaccine, which means that's two years people can die. And this is why I wanted to do this episode. And as I said, I'm not trying to convince anyone to get anything. I just want like President Biden said, people to not fall into the disinformation part. You can believe what you want. You can do your own research and you could never get the vaccine. 
But there's a lot of people who want the vaccine and cannot get it. And I did not know Africa, the percentage was so low because unfortunately you don't hear about that too much. Now, unfortunately, India is really, really suffering. And I hope that we can help them and get vaccines to them. Because if you just look at the audio, excuse me, the video on the news and seeing how families are being torn apart daily because they don't have the vaccine in India and they're dying. And if only 1% of Africa is getting the vaccine, we haven't, well, let me just say this. I haven't seen the uh, any video on the news substantially like we've been seeing in India. But I'm guessing it's just as bad, if not worse. And I really hope that people pitch in just like Cisco and P&G and all the other major companies and donate whatever they can to help get the vaccine to these other countries. Because the reality is, if the whole world isn't ready to help get the pandemic under control, everyone's going to suffer. Unless you never leave your house or your city or your state or America or let those from other countries come to America, it's going to be hard to live life not as normal, but a little more normal because it is really interesting to see that we got stronger uh, uh, covid uh, coming. And, you know, I just really, really want people to listen to this episode for those who have not gotten a vaccine and at least consider it. And, you know, it's up to you, of course. And it's also up to you on how you want to live your life. And as I mentioned, I know I'm going to have to go back to work. I know I'm going to have to work with people who will not get the vaccine. So I decided to get the vaccine for that reason and also to make sure my family is safe and don't catch anything from me if I had the vac, I mean, if I had COVID and to protect them and also to travel. I want to be able to visit family and friends that I haven't seen in a long time. So I just want to keep giving you guys this information and ask you to do your own research and to decide for yourself if you want to get the vaccine. I'm a big David Letterman fan, and I was glad to see him on this show. Please welcome David Letterman. Thank you very much. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Letterman. You know me from TikTok. Like a lot of people for the last year, my family and I have been hiding. And while we were hiding, frontline workers became the infantry that made it safe for us to eventually come out. So uh, last weekend, I guess Saturday, I ran into Dr. Fauci at the Kentucky Derby. And I said, what am I going to do for these people who on a daily basis risk their lives and help hold this thing at bay? And he said, the best thing you can do is get vaccinated. That will make their jobs much easier. There was a lady named Katie Morton, and some of you may know who she is. I wasn't familiar with her. And I liked how she gave three tips for handling 
pandemic anxiety. And she did it in the cartoon format, which I thought was cute. So you might want to go um, on YouTube and look it up. She was on Vax Live, but I want to share it with you. So check this out. Things are opening back up. People are getting together. And while that can be exciting, it can also be scary. Since we have been under threat and in lockdown for over a year, our nervous system has been working overtime, holding us in our stress response. And it can take some time for our system to calm down and feel safe again. Which means that even when things open up, we can still feel scared or anxious. So what can we do? First, we can give our nervous system a chance to release all of that excess stress and anxiety by doing a full body shake. Sounds crazy, but it really works. So stand up, shake out, and I promise you will feel the difference. Second, instead of rushing to jump back into everything right away, do it slowly. Give yourself time to readjust. Get used to being around others and doing the things that you used to love. It's important for our mental health that we connect with loved ones, but it won't help if we feel anxious the entire time that we're with them. Third, when you feel overwhelmed, do some four by four breathing. Breathe in for four seconds, hold it at the top for four seconds, and breathe out for four seconds. And do this, you guessed it, four times. I know breathing exercises aren't always the favorite, but research proves that it calms our nervous system down. So go ahead and give it a try. And if you found this helpful, you can find more mental health tips on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Katie Morton. Like I said, I don't know who she is, but I was glad she gave those tips. There's just so, so much I could go on and on about, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to close out this episode. And I was watching MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell, and he was doing a um, special special interview with um, President Joe Biden. But the day before the interview, he was talking about the virtual meeting that President Biden had with some Republican governors regarding getting the vaccine out and them having uh, free rides to go get the vaccine. So I'm just going to let Lawrence kind of introduce that and close out this episode with that information. Check this out. Virtual meeting with a bipartisan group of six governors to discuss COVID vaccinations. The three Republican governors were Mike DeWine of Ohio, Spencer Cox of Utah, and Charlie Baker of Massachusetts. Mr. President, thank you for doing this. We appreciate you listening. Uh, I want to say hi to Jeff and tell him we appreciate his work and the fact that he listens. We appreciate Jeff uh, taking all of our complaints over the, the past few months. He, he's been uh, he's been remarkable in helping us uh, resolve all of those. I'm going to also give Jeff Zeitz and his team a shout out for uh, all the work they've been doing to help us, uh, help you, the American people, succeed in getting vaccinated. In that meeting with the governors, President Biden announced a new plan of free rides to vaccine sites. To ensure that transportation is less of a barrier, from May 24th through July 4th, Uber and Lyft, Uber and Lyft are both going to offer everyone free rides to and from vaccination sites. I think that is really stepping up. 
Joining us now, Dr. Kavita Patel, the Health Policy Director in the Obama White House. Also with us, Maria Teresa Kumar, President and CEO of Voto Latino. Both are MSNBC contributors. And Maria Teresa, I just want to begin with you because I want to begin with the politics of what we just saw. Those three Republican governors thanking the president, thanking the president's coordinator of coronavirus policy, dealing with the states, clearly working together uh, with the president in a way that Washington Republicans never even dream of. Well, what Joe Biden is reminding the American people is that once someone gets voted in and steps into the Oval Office, they are everybody's president, every single American, regardless of political stripes. And so this him reaching out very specifically and highlighting the Republican governors who are struggling with COVID vaccination and hesitancy, as so many other governors are, demonstrates that Joe Biden is absolutely the man of the people. He is the American president. And after four years of Donald Trump where he failed to do that, to demonstrate that he was unifying and speaking for everyone, it's a refresher to see someone stepping in and understanding what that Oval Office means, Lawrence. Dr. Patel, we seem to have switched from the uh, you know January, February, March, uh, April, I guess, uh, desperate attempt by people who were eligible for the vaccine to struggle to try to get an appointment to get the vaccine. Now we are struggling to get the vaccine to the people who seem harder to reach. Yeah, Lawrence, that's right. And we knew this point would come, that the demand would decrease and the supply would increase. I think what was you know left in question was, okay, so next, then what? So we're taking down these mass vaccination sites putting it into clinics and doctors' offices and pharmacies that Americans feel like represent more of their community presence. But then what? How do we deal with people who aren't vaccine anti-vaxxers? And I don't even know if they're vaccine hesitant per se. They're kind of reluctant because they've been doing okay with the wait and see approach. They haven't felt that sense of urgency. And candidly, Lauren, there's a lot of us, myself included, where at times, you know, I'm still wearing a mask outside because I feel kind of shame not to where we're still in between what's normal and what's not. And I, I think that'll get clearer over the next several weeks, certainly with the president's July 4th kind of milestone. I hope that we can turn a corner with numbers of vaccines. 12 to 15 getting vaccinated certainly helps. Maria Teresa, I know you had an experience with your mother that you've written about that illuminated for you uh, some of the harder to anticipate components of what we are generally calling uh, vaccine hesitancy. So yes, Lauren, so about in the middle of December, my mother who runs an elder care facility, who's been in the healthcare industry now for about 20 years, uh, when she told me that that they were going to come in and actually vaccinate her elderly patients, her residents, her her whole staff, she told me that she was hesitant to take the vaccine. And it took me about seven weeks to find out why. And it turned out that she had been targeted through WhatsApp uh, misinformation saying that the COVID vaccine was technology never used on humans and it was all in Spanish and it was by someone who claimed to be a pharmacist from El Salvador of all places and it just talks to you about how this disinformation is real but Lawrence at Multi Latino we ended up setting up the Latino anti-disinformation lab because what we're learning is that a lot of this anti-vaxxing information that is targeting the Latino community is supposed to create a distrust in government and if you don't trust your government to keep you safe and healthy, you're going to distrust your government to go out and vote. It's the most morbid form of voter suppression that we're seeing to date. At the same time, these individuals are also targeting the extreme right, saying, look, you can't trust Biden with the vaccine. 
So you're going to have to go out and vote in the midterm to get him out. It's a really interesting to watch from the outside, but recognizing that these in, this information is dealing with the most you know, the most sacred part of our lives, which is our health and our safety in our communities. So we will continue getting these information. I finally got my mother to get a vaccine. We had a family reunion after 13 months of not seeing each other with her, my grandmother, my mother-in-law. And it was an incredibly, you know, beautiful moment. And I want more Americans to experience that because it allows us to get to what Dr. Patel was saying, a level of normalcy that we desperately so need in this country right now. And, and Dr. Patel, that's a that's a multi-month story of a conversation uh, within a family about the vaccine. That's how long it took uh, to get, get that one vaccination done. Uh, and so that's a conversation we all have to be willing to join. Yeah, that's right, Lawrence. It takes time. This last kind of 150 to 100 million people, including tens of millions of adolescents, where one in three parents, Lawrence, are saying that they do want the vaccine. That means two out of three families don't want it for their 12 to 15-year-old. The only way to overcome that is not by shaming them, not by creating, you know, bright lines and saying you can't come in, but to actually welcome and understand. And it's taken me, on average, two to three visits with patients who are just reluctant to convert them. And, and the conversion really is remarkable because all of a sudden they say, Oh, I don't know why I didn't do this before, but it takes it takes time. And and Lawrence, I hate to say it, in healthcare, time is money. Time is something we don't have a lot of, but that's exactly what we're going to have to do now. It's a ground game now, and so slogans and campaigns can help, but it's one on one now to get it done. Well, right. Time is is also a risk, Maurice. Teresa, you're worried the entire time your mother is not getting the vaccine. You're worried that she might get COVID. Exactly. And that she's going to, that she can get exposed. And she, I mean, my mother is 70 years old. And I said this on air and she's going to call me tomorrow and say, why would I do that? <laughs> but she, you know, she, she's older. And that is what the challenge is, especially you find this challenge, particularly in immigrant communities where English is not the dominant language and they are getting inundated by disinformation, not just from the United States, but from across the border. So the more that we can have peer to peer, one on one contact, we're, uh, we're, we need to do that. But we're also learning that young people are vaccine hesitant and they're getting the majority of their health information, not from doctors because they don't often have time to have health care, but from their older family. So it's going to be very much an individual conversation that we have with our loved ones so that, again, we can see them, hug them and get back to normal. Dr. Patel and Maria Trace Kumar, thank you both very much for joining our discussion. When I heard the governor of Ohio talk about the million dollar lottery for getting vaccinated, I didn't, um, I was watching him on TV, so I went to try to find the clip, and lo and behold, on uh, Fox 19 now, not only was he talking about that, he was talking about for the people 17 and under, giving them full four-year scholarships to college. I wish, I mean, think about that. For all of us who already got the vaccine because we just want to be safe, Look at these incentives, four years full scholarship. I want you guys to listen to this clip because he talks about what I mentioned, the lottery, but he also talks about this, which I did not hear. And that's one of the reasons why I always say, do your research, but check out <laughs> governor of Ohio, Republican governor of Ohio. And I think the other governors might want to give some other incentives for these uh, people who are hesitant because this is like amazing. We got it for free. 
because we just wanted it, but to have that incentive, wow. I want to return to our 12 to 17 year olds. Getting them vaccinated is so important that we will have a separate incentive for them. Two weeks from tonight, on Wednesday, May 26, we will announce the winner of a drawing of all those 17 year olds and under who have been vaccinated. And the winner, the winner will receive a full four year scholarship to any one of our state universities. This will include tuition, room and board, and books. Next Tuesday, on May 18th, electronic portal will be opened up for young people who have been vaccinated to be able to register. And we will do this every Wednesday for five straight Wednesdays, each time randomly selecting one student to receive the full four-year scholarship. Now let's talk about adults. Two weeks from tonight, on May 26th, we will announce a winner of a separate drawing for adults, adults who have received at least their first dose of the vaccine. This announcement will occur each Wednesday for five weeks, and the winner each Wednesday will receive $1 million. The pool of names for the Ohio Vaccine Million drawing will be derived from the Ohio Secretary of State's publicly available voter registration database. Further, we will make available a web page for people to sign up for the drawings if they're not in a database that we're using. The Ohio Department of Health will be the sponsoring agency for the drawings and the Ohio Lottery will conduct them. The money will come from existing federal corona coronavirus relief funds. To be eligible to win, you must be at least 18 years of age or older on the day of the drawing. You must be an Ohio resident and you must be vaccinated before the drawing. I just wanted you guys to hear that because I thought that was the best way to close out this episode. And as I mentioned to you, I'm not trying to convince you to do anything. I just want you to do your research and I want you to ignore disinformation. And hopefully someone has heard this episode and may consider getting the vaccination. Well, guys, this will end this episode, and I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.